Hi guys, welcome to I Am Comics Podcast, episode the Ocho. The Ocho. Is it eight? It's been, what is 18. 18. 18. 18. We have, reached, we have reached 18 episodes. We're cool. Getting, we're getting you know. Yeah. Well, I am Josh Casper, and with me is... The Grumpy Wizard, JJ Kirby. Dibbles on mumble jumbo of the land. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm good. How are you feeling, JJ? I'm alright. Um, yeah, I'm cool. You cool? <laughs> I, um, today I want to talk a, a little bit about um, imagination and motivation. It's in comics, uh, you know, even with this podcast, man, like, you know, you got to motivate yourself to come and do it. Even though I love doing this, I'm just like that natural lazy person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, all right, I'm going to go do it. But then when I'm here and I'm doing it, I'm having fun. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that motivation part. Like, how does that work with you in comics? And how do you think it works with a lot of people? Like, we talked about this before a little bit. We're like the old, more of the old school guys. Their motivations was just, you know, like, I'm just going to print out fucking comic after comic after comic. And, you gotta know, pay them bills. Yeah, got to gotta pay those bills and stuff. But when you're a child, when you're a kid and you have clearly no, like, like how you were, you know, you were 10 years old and you're like, I want to do comics. What was your motivation to continue doing that? And like, well, you know, because it could have just stopped. You could have just been like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to drink a beer and, you know, do some drugs or whatever. Because anybody could do that. You could just stop doing whatever you're doing. What kept you motivated? Was it just that passion that was like, I'm going to fucking do this and I know I'm going to do this forever? Well, and everybody has their own motivations. I yeah. know that for me at 10 years old, I wasn't trying to do drugs and get no, a beer. Well, well, yeah, but I'm but saying think, later on. I understand. So personally for me, got me motivated to stay motivated was my brother who could draw really, really well. Yeah. And I really respected his gangster when he would draw and I was like, wow, I want to do that. I want to be able to to, to capture moments like that. When he, he sat up and drew a picture of my cousin Maurice. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, Maurice was sitting on the bed playing with a Rubik's Cube. And I, and like, I th- he knew Kevin was was uh, was drawing him, I think, but he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And Kevin just started to draw him right quick. And he drew Maurice's profile with a bow tie, like a tuxedo type situation. Yeah. And it, I was like, wow, he took something that wasn't there and put there from that moment. That was amazing. So Kevin was a uh, a big inspiration. My brother was a big inspiration for me. He had a realistic style yeah. that was amazing. He drew this picture of uh, uh, some guy in a fishing boat and he was pulling a bass out of the water and like the bass was all in the camera and like I was like, wow, the perspective is crazy. I love, you know, what, that, what Kevin did. But then Kevin went to the military and stopped drawing. Yeah. He put it down. And for me, I was like, wow, you went to the military? That was just, you know, like, what was that about? Yeah. And I told myself, I was like, I'll never stop drawing. The, the joy and beauty that you can bring to the table, you know, is something that was a gift. And you stopped doing it for whatever reasons and went to the military. And I can understand if you're like, I don't know what else I need to do or what yeah. I do. Or I don't know what my options are. Can I make a living at this? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't think he could do it. He had his own know? reasons. No, yeah. up. He had his own reasons for doing, joining that. And that's, that's cool. But for me, I took it into myself to be like, I'll never... I want to stop drawing. I want to continue doing this. And um, I won't be like him in that aspect. Yeah. So that was like, yeah, I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw. And I did. And then at 10 years old, I wanted to be a comic. You know, I know it's like, oh, I'm going to be a comic book artist because I figured out that they drew, the humans drew this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, that somebody has the ink and somebody got to write it and, and it changed for me. I was like, wow, this isn't just some fantasy push a button, uh, somebody makes it happen or just like some disposable something, something. I was like, this is real yeah, talent. Yeah. So I was like, I want to do this. So coming from Georgia at 10 years old, you know, like, how am I going to get an industry? How yeah. do I do this? So I just drew. I just drew from the Marvel Universe source book comic books where I would take a figure like Rogue 
whoever drew that picture, I would just try to redraw that in my style. Yeah. That pose in my style, but I would draw it and I would change her costume. Okay. And I would give her a different origin. And that just like kept me motivated. I created worlds in my head. I was like, I want to do more of this. I see a lot of this. I want to uh, continue this this passion. So when I left Georgia and went to Ohio, I made new friends who were artists also who were into comic books. And yeah. we started to draw together and share universes. Um, Mike Metcalf and uh, Charles Sweeney, AKA Boogie, are <laughs> my homies. And we would get together and make universes where I was I was the good guy. I would create heroes and like yeah. all, the, you know, the goody goodies. They created the villains? Well, Boogie created villains. Okay. He was like, my heroes can destroy the planet. Yeah. My heroes are, you know, they can mind control the planet. My heroes are strong enough to punch the planet. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, everything, he, is planet. everything is the planet, you know, like the biggest whatever. And so, and Michael was um, in between us, kind of, yeah. maybe like vigilante or something like that. Okay. Kind of like pro-black or, you know, just, you know, just, you know, he's a good guy, but he's like, he, he crossed the line, you know, whatever type of situation. Oh, okay. Well, you know, so we, our universe was like that. And we would get together and draw source book entries. Okay. You know, we get together after school and we're like, I'm coming over, we're going to draw some shit. You know, here's, check out this, check out that. So do, we created, do you still have any of those sketches? I don't. I wish I did. Do any of them? Any I of don't know, maybe. Um, I do have a lot of old school stuff I can pull out the yeah. closet and show you, but um, I don't think I have those particular ones. I kept them in a the shoebox. I think I lost that a long time ago. Damn. Or I think I I think I let a friend borrow them or you look at them or something like that and I didn't get them back. Yeah. It was that situation that was really yeah. messed up for me. So I was like, I had to let that go. But uh, my friends and I built universes in our heads and um, that allowed us to keep a comic book belief, a sensibility, a love, a, a freshness about it yeah. from our perspective, uh, being young black teenagers trying to, you know, get into comics somehow, yeah, yeah, or just yeah. or just loving comics. So then as you get older, they had a talent talent search in the back of a comic book thrown by Wildstorm, which is run by Jim Lee, and I'm like, yo, you, know, you can pencil, yeah. ink, draw, color, whatever, um, we want you to send your submissions in. So I sent my submissions in uh, after the third year. Okay. It was amazing enough. They did the, they did a talent search each year. Okay. Right. Damn. So and each year it was just like, man, I don't think I'm good enough. Oh man, I ain't the one. You know, I just I didn't believe in myself. And so then once I did it, I was like, you know, my homie Boogie was like, yo man, you damned if you do, or damned if you don't. My local comic shop lady at the Dragons Lair was like, yo, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. What yeah. You lose, you're pretty good. So I sent my submissions in, and I didn't hear anything back for months, like a month, I think, or like a while. It was wild. Yeah. I, it was before internet, and I was like, I didn't hear anything. I, was like, I, I got all like, you know, like that's when you got low. the call, right? When yeah. I was like, I got low. Then I was like, I, I was a. Uh, then I took my submissions and just sent the same ones into the extreme. Yeah. Well, not extreme, but um, Top Cow, which is uh, Mark's best dream now, Witchblade, uh, Cyberforce, and that type of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. And they sent me back a you're not what we're looking for type submission. Yeah, you, gave, sent, you gave Top Cow your Wildstorm I get, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you can't do that. I, I had to learn that lesson. So then I was like, well, if Wildstorm, I sent my, some of my freshest submissions to Wildstorm, and they didn't like it or didn't respond back. I was like, well, who's left? And I was like, well, let me send myself to Extreme. Yeah. Like, well, I, I can mess with them too. Yeah. I was like, if they don't like me, then I'm mad. I'm, yeah, I'm like, like, what, what weak, the fuck? You know, because I was like, man, I know, I know what I'm talking about. So then I sent my, uh, I was drawing some submissions for Top for Extreme. And um, all of a sudden, Jim Lee gave me a call uh, one night, and I was like, "What? Who's, who is this on my yeah, phone?" Like it's Jim Lee, Lee. <laughs> and it's like not being racist. I was like, is, I thought I expected like some Fu Manchu. You hello, know, like, he's hello, he's hello. hello. I, I, that's what I was expecting. Were you, were you expecting but him to say I, your name? I, food I, food? I, well, I didn't know what to expect. I just coming from Ohio, yeah. and I was um, twenty years old. I was just like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I was young, yeah. so I was like, man, I I'm, don't experience anything. 
So getting that phone call from him was like, wow, Willy Wonka's calling me up. And I was like, man, who is this? This Lance, this, this Boogie, yeah, this Michael, yeah. who the fuck with my phone? Yeah. What's going on? And he was like, no, that's Jim Lee. And I was like, really, this is Jim? Oh my God, wow, oh my God, yeah. oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And I did, I just, I said that it was in shock for a good, like, you know, 30 seconds, 50 yeah, seconds, yeah, yeah. for a while. He's like, nah, calm down, it's me, you know, calm down. I was like, word? So um, he told me he got my submissions and was wondering why I didn't send anything back. And I was like, well, I've been chilling and I didn't get any response back. Yeah. Like I said, before internet, we had an answer machine, but I was like, I didn't hear anything. Nobody left a message. <laughs> Nobody got the damn you know, message. You know, they didn't write it down. They I didn't hear anything. Leader. If you call, I didn't get anything. Yeah. But I was like, I'm on the phone with you now. And he was just like, well, you know, we liked what you sent us. We want to send you back. Um, uh, there's a sample five-page script that everybody's having to to draw yeah. and send back in so we can do like a, uh, if you're good, then we're going to see how good you are, how good you are amongst the people we consider good. Yeah. So I was like, oh, word. And he was like, yeah, but since it's, you took, it's been so long since you got back to us, yeah. there's not enough time. The deadline is like in like, you know, three days or, four, you know, some, something, so you, something really yeah. like in a week or so. Something so you, real, did, you did it within There's that not week. enough time. They bust off five dollars with some yeah. love. Yeah. You know, um, he, he was like, what you do is um, we're going to have you draw, uh, what, three pages? Two? Yeah. What, I have to do? Two pages? I think two pages instead of five pages. And it was like uh, back in the days when your Xerox pencils, yeah, you, you know, you messed mess it up. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah, it yeah. messed up, it's just like you don't have laser copies. You don't have, uh, you know, scanning. You know, the technology nowadays yeah, it was, is it was, so amazing. Back in the day, it was like, you know, you scan in pencils because I was just trying to get a pencil job, yeah. not ink job. You scan in black and white Xerox of pencils. It looks not, all mushy. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't look good. Plus, but like that—that's the thing. Is like it was cool that he was able to see through that. Yeah. And he's like, he got the eye. He's like, I, I want you here. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Plus, it was like I had to fax those over. Yeah. So if you know anything about a fax, those are that makes them even uglier, like, yeah, yeah, even yeah, more yeah. grainier, even less information gets transformed. You know, trans, uh, transported over there. So I'm sitting there like, I, I didn't know. I, I thought like, yeah, I drew it. I drew it dark. <laughs> I did what I was supposed to do. I sent it over. And technology is doing what it's you, supposed to do. You thought you drew like a Picasso and then by the time it got they, to him, it's just a smudge. They got a Omanaso or something. Yeah. You know, they got something you, that was like a whole like, no. What the hell? <laughs> they got that. So like, I didn't know what I sent over. And thankfully enough, uh, they called me back um, in a week or so. Like, you know, like, you know what? We like what you got. Come on yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And they sent me a ticket and let me know to come they're gonna, they're gonna fly me to La Jolla. But then that, me in apartment with other interns. Well, be, uh, when you get when you get when you get there though, is like like how your motivation was when you got there. You were you were just like, all right, I'm in now, right? Like, no, like, I'm gonna. Uh, no, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of no, doing what I want. No, yes, it, I knew that was the first step to getting where I'm going. Yeah, but it was a matter of um, like you started to pay your dues, but it was well, it was like I was like I like I just remember vividly being ten years old in Georgia. Like how am I get here? How am I get there? Yeah, and I knew that when I was. Like 10 years old, was it like uh, 13? I want to say 13, I had a vision where I was just like, where am I going to go? I feel stuck in Georgia. Yeah. Where am I? How, why am I here, God? Where am yeah, I supposed to? Where's my, where's my path? How am I going to get out of here? Yeah. And I closed my eyes and I just stood there in the middle of the road and I, just, and I, had, a, I had a vision. Yeah. I had a, a real vision and it gave me a, a sight of uh, me, not in Georgia. It was people trying to people who love me, who are down with me, yeah. my peers, and we're, we're doing art and we're channeling. Ch- channeling uh, our creative energy in a spontaneous way. Uh, we have we pulled our resources so we can be able to uh, get anything we want out there to the peoples in a manner expediently and like you know quality. Yeah. So uh, and it's not just drawing. It's it's drawing. It's music. It's cooking. It's dancing. It's acting. It's it's film editing. It's it's, it's, it's all these yeah. things. And it's kind of like a ranch or a compound or it's like a gathering of people. And like we get together and we live there and we can touch everybody from on the planet 
uh, what we're uh, putting out there yeah. to the peoples, and it's a matter of um, blessing the next generation. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, using our resources to tap into people, to get out there to the peoples, and be like, yo, we see what you got going down. We definitely uh, so that was like, vibe with you. We want to, we want to, we want to use our resources to help you get your stuff yeah. out there and help le- elevate you to the next level. Because we, we will be doing our thing by that time. That's yeah. the, that was that's the mission. That's the thing about it. But I knew that for myself. I had to. I had to wait for the people that they're going to be there with me. So through the years, it's been like, you know, there are people that I know that I'm like, you're awesome, but I don't think you're supposed to be one with me. Yeah. Or, or I know you and we're building, but I'm like, they go their own separate way. Yeah. So it's like, I know what that is. And I'm like, ah, so close, but not that. I know this vision. So that was the whole vision you had when you were a kid. Like yeah, you, I had, that's, that's, that's been driven like, since then. So yeah. you're like, you know, I've stayed driven. I've had this in my head. I'm like, there's no alternative. Yeah. What's the alternative to like my vision, my dream, my goal? Let me, my vision was so complete that it was like, like at night, we all get together on the front porch and like, you know, we're the big bowl of yeah, weed right yeah, there. Yeah, and like, we, you smoke, know, we, we smoke, we smoke, we smoke some chronic yeah, yeah. and just chill out. And it's like, we overlook the, um, there's an ocean, like the water in front of us. I remember seeing water yeah. and two mountains or two giant hills or whatever, land, land masses, uh, on, on each side of the water. But we're like, you know, our view is great. So we see the water, there's two land masses and we see the ocean every night at sunlight or sundown. We smoke, smoke a bowl and, but this vision was uh, the end of my life. Okay. So we do our routine, and at the end of the night, I'm wrapped, I'm, I feel like I was wrapped in a blanket, surrounded by people that love me or down with me. We were smoking a bowl, and I was, and I asked them like, "Can I rest now? Can I chill? Did we do it?" And it was like, <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, you can rest." And I was like, "Cool." So as I close my eyes, and I'm chilling right in my blanket, feeling good. I see the sun go down. I close my eyes, and it was like that was the end of my life. And I was like, "All right, cool. I left it in good hands. Everything's good. Damn. I can rest." And that was my vision. How you stay creative? I, I, I can, I can live yeah. with that. I can die with that. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. So getting into industry was I like, oh, I'm here now. It was just leg one. Yeah. And it's like I knew that getting into industry was me being like, oh, wild storm, love it. Uh, I'm blessed. I'm one of the, you know, Willy Wonka gave a gold ticket. I'm yep. amazed. Yeah. Um, being surrounded by other interns. I was terrified to go to California when I was young. Yeah. It was like New York and California coming from Ohio. Never want to go to the other no, fucking coast. <laughs> I was like, New York <coughs> was like, uh, at the time was dirty and full of rude people. Yeah. But then I go there and I'm like, oh, these people are just to the point and it's actually pretty clean. The mayor cleaned it up and it's really nice yeah. spot. Love New York. Yeah. Love New Yorkers. Love it, love it, love it. They come into California, like, man, they got gangs and earthquakes. Because at the time, it was like NWA was hot on radio. And I'm like, California? Nah, I'm good. I ain't trying to go out there and get caught between some some gang stuff or, you know, get, get, like, it fall off into the ocean. I ain't ain't messing with that. You can't can't get me there. So I didn't, I wasn't trying to check for it, but my stepmom was like, you know, she did the knowledge. It was like, nah, it's a good spot. La Jolla in California? It's a good spot, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. So I get on the plane, come to California, and I um, get picked up by Sarah Becker, big up Sarah, and Jennifer Spreckelmeyer. I think I told y'all this story kind of before, but I'm uh, going in depth now. <laughs> We're getting off, touching the, being on a plane, leaving home, being a person who's like, yeah, this is my uh, intro into the industry. Yeah. Uh, getting in the car, seeing palm trees, driving by the ocean, getting into La Jolla, meeting the other interns, meeting Jim Lee, all this other scenario. Like, wow, overwhelming. But then I realized my personality was something that was overwhelming to some people. Yeah. Me being JJ Kirby was overwhelming to some people. And I had to, I came here being a country, a big country farm fed boy. Yeah. 
saying hello to everybody than realizing I can't say hello to everybody because yeah, not everybody yeah. wants to say hello to you back or you can intimidate people, especially living in La Jolla. Oh, You're yeah. a large black man. Most all these like, you know, upper class <laughs> white people. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, like, oh, I would get, there were many times I would get in the Bank of La Jolla building because that's where Wildstorm was on the second floor. Yeah. I would get in the elevator, about to go to work like every day, do what I got to do. And there'd be like a, a, a older white couple sitting there in the elevator with me. Looking, looking at you. Looking at me. A little shook, yeah, curious. Yeah, like, yeah. why are you in this? Why are you in this building? Who are you? Because I'm not dressed in a suit. I'm not dressed like them. But they're looking yeah. at me like, like, why are you? You know, who are you? Are you play? You play football? You play sports? Are you? Your lawyers here? Like, what's supposed to stop? And yeah. I had to look at them and be like, hey, how you doing? You know. And I knew what they were thinking. I can, see, I can feel the stairs. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm about to go see if draw me some comics. I'm about to. I'm, a, I'm an invisible rock star. You don't know who I am because you're probably not in comics. Yeah. And you know it's before internet. And you don't. You don't know what's up. But I'm. I'm doing my thing. I'm yeah, supposed to be here. Yeah. Why are you here? What you doing? You know what's up with that? Now, right. You're going to the third floor with the um, investment bankers and everything like that. Yeah, that's why y'all here. Right. Like, good, luck good luck with that. You know. Good luck on that. You know. Yeah. But I had to experience that type of stuff. Um, being uh, affiliated with this company in this place. Yeah. And I know that Jim brought me on to the staff because at the time he had his foresight with like cartoon, cartoony styles are coming in. Yeah. You know, I got my own company, Wildstorm, doing Wildcats, images popping, blah, 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 blah. What's the next generation? He's like this cartoony manga style is jumping up in here. Yeah. It's going to happen. And so he was like, I'm going to get these cats. That's why he picked my style out of the submissions. Okay. He's like, because I had an urban, cartoony type style yeah. with it. And I, I did. I, have, I had a, it's like I'm very humble when it comes to it, but I know I had I was ahead of the curve with what what I was bringing yeah. to the table. I had that um, urban anime uh, uh, cartoony style, you know, fresh okay. hip hop. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm dipping all that stuff up in there and I'm owning it. And it's like it's, like it's one of those things where I mean I met young up and coming black artists who are like popping now, who are like, yo, I remember your stuff, Jay. I love your stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like with Sean Thomas, when he was like, yo, I remember you, Curb, I love your stuff. I was like, word, I love your stuff. <laughs> wow, it's, you know, Caroline Graham, like, I know you is. What's up, yeah. son? I love your stuff. Like, what? Big yeah, up, you know what I mean? Like, like that my that my brothers and sisters and, and, and anybody of any color was like loving my stuff, yeah. but, but understood what I was bringing to the table was a blessing to me. I was like, I like, 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 when I did X-Men, when I left Wildstorm in, in 98 and then I went for, um, my dude, Ruben Diaz, who's an editor, who got an editing job at Marvel. Yeah. Big up, Ruben. Uh, was like, yo, I'm going over to Wild. I'm going over to Marvel, and like, you should do X Babies. Yeah. He was like, you did. He was like, at Wild Storm, he's like, you're, you're you're a lot familiar here, no doubt. But they're not gonna give you what you need. And at the yeah. time, it's like they really wasn't. Yeah. And it's like it's like because they having me do. DVA is awesome, but I can tell it was like after Humberto Ramos, after Grant uh, uh, with Warren Ellis was on the book, after all the after they were making it hot, yeah. they passed it down to me because the book got to get done. Yeah. Like, Yo, JJ, what can you do with it? But they're not letting me do anything I want to do really. And besides drawing style, like get her done, I'm like, let me draw this, draw this, draw yeah, that. They, yeah. they can tell like the book sales is low, probably they don't care what I do. And they're not even giving me top writers. They're not, you know, they're just like they're not feeding me to they're do. Just like, Here, draw get her this done. Shit, this book got to get done. Get a cleanup good. artist. We get this done. Yeah. And that's a part of the aspect of the. Um, Industry. Sometimes you gotta be the cleanup man. Yeah. And I had to realize, like, damn, I can't get the pop book, but I gotta clean up. Maybe my style ain't ready for that yet. Yeah. Maybe it is ready for that, but it's just like, I ain't got time for that. Whatever it is, I didn't, I didn't get that. And Ruben was like, yeah, you need to like do something that's gonna like catapult you. That he saw pretty much. Well, like, was what, my homie. He, he knew. Yeah, like he knew what you could do. So he was like, you he know what, what I can do. You need to do. Now, now that I'm in like in a position of you power, need, kind right, of, right? Come I'm with me. I'm a, I'm, right, right. Come with me. We're gonna correct, do this. Correct. And that's what it was. So I go to. Um, I go freelance 
in '98, and I go work for for Marvel on this on this book, and I was like, it was a double size issue, yeah. And nobody did uh, X Babies since um, Arthur Adams turned up. Excuse me. X Men and the Babies for for an issue, an annual. Yeah. And I was like, I get to do the X Babies. Yeah. Love it. Oh my god. So then it's like um, when I did the X Babies, I was deeply into um, Pokemon. Okay. Because that was around that time when Pokemon first came out. It was like Pokemon was into its like first season. It was about maybe. like ninety. 90 something? 90 something. So, like I said, I went freelance in 98. So, 98, okay, yeah. 99, you know. Damn. I, I was definitely, like, you know, influenced by manga early. Yeah. So, when I was implementing my, doing my X Baby style, I was trying to do manga influence, yeah. hip hop influence. Like I, like, I had a scene where the X Babies are going down an alley in Mojo World or whatever, and I would put, like, um, Biggie Smalls posters you know, oh, really? on the walls and everything yeah. and stuff like that. And I'd be like, R.I.P. Biggie Smalls and, you know, Notorious B.I.G. Or just, you know, hip-hop influence yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I had a scene where um, the Storm is, is trying to electrocute Spiral, who's a, a mojo uh, henchman. Okay, yeah. And I do the thing where she's shooting electricity. She's building it up, but she shoots it out. And I do it in a way where her, her I give her her mohawk. I do Mohawk Storm yeah. with the black leather and everything. She's a baby, baby, baby Mohawk, yeah, baby Storm with the Mohawk awesome. and everything. Yeah. And then it's like I do the thing where she 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 builds up her electricity like Pikachu, and she shoots it out. And yeah. her pony, I gave her like a long ponytail, and it fluffs out like Pokey, like, okay. like like Pikachu. Yeah. So it's like I added those type of manga influenced elements in there, and I did them in a chibi style yeah. in a mainstream um, comic book. When before that, nobody was doing chibi style in yeah. American comic books. So for me, doing it there, it's not like I'm owning it. Like yo, I'm about to do this chibi shit. It's is hot. Yeah. Y'all not knowing. I'm about to bless and let y'all know. Right. I'm, I'm like, yo, y'all need to catch up, son. And what a month to say, catch up. Hey, you see, and that was a cool thing because you wouldn't have been able to do that in Wild Story. You know? I would. It, it was just because of that restriction and stuff. It so. was. It was. And it was. And it's like I ain't, I ain't dissing or anything. I love them. But no, yeah, yeah. But it's like I needed room to breathe. I've always been one of those artists where I'm like, I need room. Let me do my thing. I mean, you know what I mean? If you if you yeah. ask me for something or you want me to draw something or you want me to use my uh, abilities to create for you. Just let me do my thing. It's yeah, it's funny because like some some artists, you know, they they need to breathe and they do. It. Other artists can just be like, nah, I'm comfortable. Just you know, I'll, I'll do what you want. Yeah, I'll do the corporate gig. Which, which I'll do fine, that. Which, yeah. which is fine. But but for me, I need like tell me what you give me my give me my yard with the fence and leave me the hell alone. Yeah, uh, I, I can I know my parameters and where to run. I'm good. Yeah, and I ain't gonna jump the fence and I'll be good. And if I did, I'm I'm right here. I ain't going too far. Yeah. It's all up, you know what I mean? So, I'm one of those people and I'm in the industry. I'm one of those uh those cats. So doing the X babies, it was like it was iconic enough that I'm like people definitely were like, "Wow, I remember that. I remember that." Yeah. And I, working on the book of the situation I was like, oh, "I'm not going to Headline. I'm, it was a double-sized issue, a lot of pages. I was putting that, putting that, put my foot on it, and I tried my best to make sure that every page didn't falter. Because there's nothing yeah. worse than reading a book and artwork falters. And there was a page or two where I was like, in my mind, I could look at like, yeah, I could have fixed that or something like that. That got a little, you know, that face got a little, little big on it. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. I had to get her done. Um, and at, by the time it got down to that, and I was turning in pages, and the deadline was getting close. We had to give the pages out to different inkers to help get her done. Yeah. Because we had one inker. It's all a team effort. Team effort. Unless it's John Byrne. I know, right? <laughs> and then it's like, uh, since it was a team effort and I was getting done, we had to get different people on it. So to me, looking at it, it was one of those books. Like I did color guides for it. Yeah. I did. I did all this. I did. I did all this stuff for it. I'm like, yeah, I want it to look like this, like that. It's a yeah. special project. I feel this is like honoring the, the what came before me and put my stamp on it. <clears throat> but. 
getting it getting it all done, deadline getting tight. I was just like, man, some of the pages didn't come out like I wanted. Yeah. Fans don't know that. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, they can see the difference, but they ain't tripping. It was an amazing, fun story. Ruben Diaz wrote it. I drew it. Uh, different inkers inked it. Um, I did the color guides for it. Um, I had so much fun on it. Yeah. That we did X Babies Reborn, which is a part two. And I, okay. I got to introduce the baby Avengers. And right. I did a thing where um, it's a. Uh, we did all the baby villains at the end of, of that issue. Okay. So all of the end, I, I did all the baby villains in the Marvel Universe's chibi babies. So if we did another one, I, if we did a third issue or installment, I wanted to do the thing where it was Secret Wars, the baby style of Marvel cool. World. Secret and baby it, wars. You know what I mean? I wanted to do that. And Rob like, yeah, yeah we put all these babies uh, on the playground, and you know, and then put the heroes on the playground or a, play, a playground world or situation yeah, yeah, or environment. The, the playground is the perfect world. Right, right. And I want to say like I had that idea. I always wanted to do it, but like you know, Marvel's like, ah, we got this, we got plans, we got this stuff. So it was never, we never we got to revisit it. Yeah, Scott yeah. Young came about, and he got to you know became like that new um, baby artist. I, I have, I have one of stuff. one issue. It's a, uh, it was when uh, AVX was out, the Avengers vs. X Men, yeah, 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 the and they did the babies yeah, one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when he did that one, he did it where like, oh, there's Cyclops and there's Captain America, and I think. Uh, what is it, Cyclops? It was it was Captain Swarm's America, Captain America's teddy bear or something. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like you know they all call each other out and they're like you know we know we got we got a squad up and then in the middle of the night they get, they come out and then they uh, their neighbors they scrapping up their yeah, neighbors yeah. in the neighborhood they come out scrapping in the middle of the block and they got they like superhero little babies yeah. and they're scrapping up in the neighborhood. It was it was a fun it was like, cute a little a fun little one shot. It was uh, was it written by Scotty Young and drawn by Giri Hero, which is I want to say two Japanese girls who who do the art yeah. for one colors and one draws or, really? or something like that. Yeah, they, they go by, I want to say Giru, Hiru, or something like that. Yeah. But uh, amazing artist, ma- amazing talent. Yeah, the, 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 the art and everything on it was, like, well, it was really cool. dope. Yeah. I, I bought the issue. But like I said, it was, uh, I, I, if I got to do the baby style, I wouldn't have did it like that. Yeah. And they did it, and it was like, it was, well, Scotty brought it and owned it and, and ran through the industry with it and made it hot and became like the new hot thing. Like, yeah. for me, I never got the chance to do the baby style and own it because when I did it, everybody thought it was a fad. Yeah, I did it, yeah, and they was yeah. like, ah, we're not. I did it so well that they typecast me. It was like, nah, we don't need that baby style. I'll, yeah, come yeah, in, yeah. I would send different samples, or I'd be like, Chuck, like, yo, got any work? What's up? And they'd be like, yeah, nah, we good. Yeah. And I had to ask people, like, yo, what's what's the deal, yo? And they were like, yeah, we saw that what you did. It was dope, but we're not looking for that style. And I was like, I changed my style for that. I, yeah. I'm like, I did, I did it so well that I'm like, that was the, that, that that project needed that stuff. It's a good artist is able to freaking transform his art and that's, to anything, and, and that's what and, I and, did. And sometimes you're too good at it, and they're like, "Oh, well, he's obviously that good, so he's only doing that." Right, right. But that's not the truth because the truth is you're you do a lot more. I do. That's the same with a lot of artists; is they right. do a lot more, but they only get typecast as a certain thing. Right, right, right. So and it sucks because then you're like, "Yo, man, like you're not giving all me a chance." Do is, right. All yeah, I want to do is just, just create draw. incredible stuff yeah. and just have fun and share this incredible work with everybody and like get it yeah. and then I understand there's a like I said there's a executive side behind things oh, there's no, a lot yeah, of yeah, reason yeah. why Superman gotta look a certain way it's all, it's all business so they think you, you draw one way so like alright we, we don't need it, that it, it, it when, when they're like when we need another ex-babies or whatever we'll call you we might or, call or you something. Yeah, we, we might call yeah. you we don't know we might call you yeah. you know well, you know, submit some stuff back to us you and know so, then the industry changed everything yeah. changed you, know, like you gotta you get friendly with your editors but the, the offices change consistently so oh, you, your yeah, editor yeah. be there a couple months you know, maybe a year or two, and then he gone. 
You hit, yeah, you, 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 you try to hit him up again, and you're like, oh, he's hard to get rid of. You got to be in the industry, you got to be like, well, who got that work? And you tap your other. It's always the ever changing like positions, right? Like, it pretty is. much a it lot is. of stuff always just changes. So it you is. could have the most friends in the world, and yeah. you know, the next week your buddy's probably not working there anymore. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Somebody exactly. knew. Exactly. So, yeah, that's I, I get that. Like, that's the tough part. And, and, that's, and that's the truth. That's the truth of the matter. So, you got to be prepared in this industry, you got to be prepared for that. Like I say going to uh, Comic Con every year, seeing the talent that's that's up and coming or whatever, meeting people. Um, like I experienced of meeting my homegirl Bijan Parnell, who's yeah. an up and coming artist who I met. She was like, I want to be a comic book artist, and um, she was introduced to me at Comic Con, and I saw the potential in her in her, her ability. I was like, wow, young black artist, female, uh, draws like a like a dude, like, yeah. draws like a boy. You know, yeah. like she's not afraid to draw. You know. Conan, Wolverine. Yeah. She, she wants to draw that hardcore stuff, some blood and some guts and stuff. She's not like, I want to draw flowers and unicorns. No, yeah, no, no. You know, not saying that all girls want to do yeah, that, yeah. but it was refreshing to meet a girl who was like, Oh yeah, I want to draw some brutal shit. You know, I like, want to draw some, some. Yeah, and I was like, What? I was like, thought so like, what you need is somebody to tell you this is good, this is bad. Don't yeah. go down, don't drive down that street, stay on this lane. Yeah. And that's what she needed. And so I did that and helped her out. And through the years, you know, she's one of my dearest friends. Where I'm sitting there like, yeah, she's good. I validate for her. You yeah. know, um, she helps keep me a bridge of what the up and coming people are like. Because comics have changed, internet has changed things. Yeah, uh, society has changed. Uh, and, and everything's different now. So like seeing her, meeting her, getting to see her evolve in the industry. I'm like, Yo, do you want to still be a comic book artist? She's like, I'd love to. But it's not the thing where like, is Marvel and DC, can, can we hit them up? Yeah. It won't be, it's, it's not as easy. They close their doors. It's, it's easier now where like, if, you, get, if you don't get the chance to work for Marvel, DC, or Image, or any other independent studio, um, it's not the end of the world. Be not. Because as before it probably was, you're like, fuck, like, oh, there's nothing. But now there's internet and everything. You can make your own comic book up. Like web page, you can go on YouTube. You can do a bunch of stuff where you don't really need those guys. Sure, it helps and it's awesome because you're like, that's cool. There's such, there's so much history in this. But there's nothing wrong with you just doing it yourself. It's like it's probably way better because you have the ultimate freedom. You own that idea. You do all that. But at the same time, I would love to write for you know like a Batman, a Justice League, a Captain America, or something because that's just fun. It's stuff that I grew up with. You know, a lot of people did too. So they wouldn't mind doing that. A lot of people would love doing that. That's why a lot of people got like inspired by Marvel, DC, or any other comic. Right. And the fact that like they can't draw for them, it's like, yeah, that sucks, but it's not the end of the world. You know, you you can you can. There's so many other different avenues you can take it with. Right. You know, you can join Pixar. You know, they're fucking great. They're, I'm sure they're always looking for talent. Well, you, you, know, you well, can join like those kind of companies. You can go into the movies, video like video games. And stuff. Yeah, you can do yeah. video games, movies. You can do a bunch of stuff. If, you know, if you know how to well, draw, drawing I... is like the universal thing. Right. It's you know. That's like the word. That's it why is. it goes together. The fucking true. writing and, and you know, visuals. yeah, writing and visuals just goes perfect. That's why comics are just, they have that power. Interpretations of life and communication is yeah. what it is. And that's the beauty of it. So yeah. So no, you know, I, I like the um, escapism, you know, perpetuating a uh, fantasy uh, to be able to do storytelling. That's what this is all about. That's yeah. why, you know, like giving, giving the ability to be creative uh, I want to be as Christ-like as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have faith. So, like, you know, you get no more uh, creative than the creator. Yeah. So, like, I understand that, you know, taking worlds in your hand and being able to manipulate, you know, make you believe a person or relate to a person who can fly. Yeah. You know, lift a, lift a train up or leave buildings. That's that's beauty. There's, there's, there's awesomeness in that. When you think strictly from a monetary standpoint, like, oh, I got to... 
turn this into an IP. Yeah. I got to turn this into a movie. I ain't, I ain't tripping off that either. Yeah. That's, that's that money. And I will say this, those Marvel checks, you get Spider-Man on your check, it was good. I bet. That, that Warner Brothers. I, I'm, that, that's I'm best, pretty sure they give you a Spider-Man check. <laughs> hey, when I got my first Spider-Man, that Marvel check, I was like, that's Spider-Man. Like the Jeremy, the senior, uh, Spider-Man swinging on my check. That's awesome. It, it was so cool. And I was like, that looks so cool. Dude, it's so cool, I don't even want to cash it. <laughs> but hey, yeah, 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 I need nice. the money. I need that money, I gotta <laughs> pay the bills. So yeah, you know, but like meeting the up and coming ability, uh, talent, um, yeah. being able to like, you know, have a voice, being able to touch the next generation, amazing. Um, I will say for myself, I, I would be further along in my career, or I would be in a different position in my career. Yeah. Cause, like I said, I had my clear vision of my path, yeah. what I'm supposed to be. So when I went freelance, it's like, all right, you're supposed to meet people. But I have to wait on these people that are in my vision that I to, to evolve into what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's some old, like, you know, it's, that's it's dumb. So that's dumb, black man. You should just go ahead and make that money. No, right? it's all, it's all, it's the ultimate comic book life, JJ. Because yeah. you're waiting for the, pro, the progression waiting of the character. Yeah. And that's what happens in comics. You're mm -hmm. waiting for the progression of the story, right. of the characters, right. and it takes years. Right. So you see, your life is mirroring a comic it is. This, your it is. your series when it comes to an end is gonna have a great ending you know I just like so. a good comic epic you know, yeah. some, something 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 that means something i, I just want to learn what i'm supposed to learn plug yeah. in what i'm supposed to plug in and uh, elevate with the people that i'm supposed to elevate yeah. with and go from there and not be tripping on uh any other bullshit dumb stuff dumb <laughs> stuff you know what i mean so it's like you know um being able to support my peers yeah. who, are, who get creative, uh, I love that. Like I said, I respect John Byrne so much because they're able to pencil and ink and write. And it's that motivation that the man he, had. He, he, just, just, he just could do it. He's yeah. a one-stop flavor shop. I like That's what I call myself, the one-stop flavor shop. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it would be a liability, but it is sometimes. For some editors, they're like, well, we need you to work with some other people, or we only want you to do this, or yeah. you know, you're kind of intimidating because you can do it all. So we, you know, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But then it's like when they ask you to do something, they don't really let you do your thing. They love when you people love when you do your thing for yourself, but they, and they want you to do a piece of that, but they yeah. want to uh, tell you how to do it yeah, when they yeah, have yeah. you do something for them or with them. So I'm like, okay, homie, uh, whatever you want, you pay me whatever you want. If it means that much to me. I fight for that, yeah. if it, or else I'll make sure I voice my opinion uh, and go about my business. Like I said, I was a, I was an artist who could pencil, ink, color, and write. You know, my own thing. I was making my own little like you know Xerox copy uh, comic books, stapling yeah. together. You know, making you know source books and creating, you know, painting these pictures and universes at a young age. Yeah. So I get older and they they just want me to just pencil. Yeah. So all that ability, all that talent, all that in my gut that I know it's right, and I'm trying to tell these people do this or check for this. This is what's coming, and they're like, "Shut up, Jay." Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay." I'm, I'm sure most of the time it's like, "Yeah," like if it's it's a great thing if you can do all that yourself, but it's still like I'm sure those companies want to give other people chances too, like the new guy who's the anchor, like, it, like you know, it's it's like I get it. I get, like I said, and that's what it was too. Like I was working on a book, and you know, back in the days they pair you up with inkers. Yeah. You know, you got your inker, you got your artist, you got your that's your team, you got your writer, you work on your book, whatever, or you know, if you switch books, your anchor usually follows you because yeah. you're, you're, uh, you're all family, this is your studio. And like, you know, they're like, you know what? You work with this cat, you work with that. Like Alex Garner, work with um, Campbell, Scott Williams with um, Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, I had John Ty and uh, you know, everybody had different, you know, pairings. Yeah. For me, I had to get used to that. 
Yeah, yeah. You yeah, because you could do it all yourself, and you were like, I could probably finish this faster. Faster, if I or didn't have or this had, or, person. Or the, the imagery could be more pure, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that, and it's like I wasn't trying to take away from John's mouth by like you know taking money away from him or putting no, that away. Yeah. But I was just like, I, I. You were just I want, you were hungry and you wanted. Not only that, not only that, it's like in the studio, Jim had a way of trying to play us against each other. Oh yeah, that was his way of sparking competition. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get. So, you know, you know, he's just like, you know what? Here's some meat. Y'all fight for it. Yeah. So we had to get, you know, to get his affection and attention. Yeah. And him being the big dog in the studio, we had to step our game up. We had to like, you know, draw on certain things or try to or extra detail or draw women better. Yeah. We just, we just had to just step it up and you know shine your light better. You know, do something that's gonna be selling these books. Be be hot. Yeah. And if you're not paired with a person or teamed up with somebody. Who's trying to take it to that level to you with you or yeah, or yeah. doesn't or you know, it's, you're not feeling like this ain't this ain't hot yeah you'd be like can I, can I just do this by myself yeah, by myself yeah. and they're like you can't you this is this you can't do it by yourself <laughs> because that's taking food out the next person's yeah. mouth that's like we had to scramble to try to find a job <laughs> for that person yeah because you can't be like we're a team we're a family right right and then you'd be like all right, right. i'm going by myself and i'm like, feeling like i want to just show y'all how badass i can be yeah but y'all saying no and i'm like okay so then you get typecast as the person who's you cool you get yeah, you, you're yeah. talented, you get her done, but you know you ain't talented as this motherfucker. And I'm yeah. like, well, he's paired up with that cat, and that motherfucker's dope, and they team up together. Yeah, like, they're here with me. With they the make phone. amazing, they make beautiful music. Yeah. And with John, it was like John would would definitely try to you know cater to me and like help me uh, express my expression. But I know that for him, he was also like, yeah, get this shit done. Yeah. And definitely looks good. And then, like you asked for different textures, Jay. Let me let me try some textures. But I was like. That doesn't look like what I'm envisioning. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I don't think you're really listening to me. Yeah. Because he was in the industry, I think, before me. So it was like, it was like he's in the industry before me. And I'll, and it's like in in, in, a, in a place that was packed with people so talented. Yeah. He was like, you know, he, he wasn't the most talented inkers. He yeah. was a solid inker. He was, I think he started as a, a ink assistant for Scott Williams or something like that. I think he was one of those guys. like, yo, you, you, you tight. Okay. You know, you got her done. You fill in the blacks and you, you know, do some, some background stuff and you yeah. get it done. But, um, you know, now we need to grab, grab, graduate you up. We try to grab, graduate JJ up, put him on a book or whatever. We'll pair you two together. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there like, all right, son, I'm still, I'm trying to shine for Jim. I'm trying to be hungry. Let's do this. And I think John was like, you know, well, I got an office and, I'm, and I've been here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of the like, that, that, that goes back to like the motivation of like, you could, you know, when you start off, you want to do it, you want to show yourself. But then once you get to that point where you're like, the shit, pretty much, you're like, oh, I don't have to do this shit anymore. Uh, my motivation is like lagging. Right. Like you could, you could be working on a comic that every month you come out solid, good, everything. Mm -hmm. And then once you reach a certain point, you're like, I, I, it, it could like two months. They can wait two months for a new right. issue. Ah, uh, the art doesn't really have to be that good today. Like, ah, uh, let's just do that. Right. And it just goes back to, like, the motivation of the artist and the, whoever owns the idea or any of that, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's, gr like, growing up in the industry like that around such talented individuals, it was like, you have those moments where, like, above all, the mentality in Wildstorm was like, the art gotta be dope. Yeah. You know, deadlines takes a little, you know, you miss that deadline, but that artwork, if you miss that deadline, that artwork better be dope. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to try to back that up when Jim is our mentor and there were situations where Jim's late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He's getting everybody to help him finish a book and they're they're matching his style, but Jim's late. So yeah. it's like, how, how are you going to enforce us being late when he late? And so, it's, you yeah, know, it's that, yeah, it's that yeah, catch 22. Yeah. But growing up in that environment, 
it helps and hurts you. It hurts you because you're like, damn, you're learning negative negative practices. Yeah. But it also helps you because you're learning like this is what it looks like. And this is the ramifications. Yeah. You get this experience and you can learn from this stuff. So now I'm like, man, don't miss the deadline. Yeah. Get that shit done. Don't don't fuck with that quality. Keep that quality high. You know, it's, it's all this that you have to have. This is what I try to pass on to my uh, homegirl DJ, yeah. you know, Dijon. This is what, you know, this is what I try to pass, pass on to anybody coming to me at Comic-Con seeing behind the table. You got to keep that quality high. Yeah. You got you to gotta get that, that, that deadline done. Consistency. You got to see everything. Yeah. And then you can demand for more money or you can demand for like higher projects yeah. or whatever. Like, um, like my dude, Lee Bermejo, amazing artist. He came into the industry and was like, he, his style, he, he drew like Michael Lopez for me, which is a detailed, realistic, Style, lots of blacks, yeah. but um, had a, a, a hip hop swag to it. And Lee had he Lee absorbed all of Michael's isms, like you know, like his detail, life of detail, and realism and stuff like that. Um, style and like, and it's like he told me that I was one of his favorite artists too. I was like, really? Yeah. No, I was like, I draw, I draw cartoony. I'm yeah. nothing like what you say. But he showed me his samples to get up here, and he drew my characters that I had designed for Walsham, which is uh, Grimalkin and Omni. He like drew them and stuff. I like his stuff. Look, you know, CDs, I'm like, wow. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. You know, so I, got, I had a swag or a, not a uh, designy flavor yeah. that I put in my style. And he kind of like, like he liked that and picked up that. But see, Lee now become this artist who's amazing. He's realistic. Uh, he took his style and went there. There was a point where they was telling him, you draw like this or, or you're going to team up with this person. And yeah. be, you're going to be this type of artist because that's what you got to team up with. And Lee was like, no. He did it for a while. He worked, but he was like, no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my own shit. Yeah. He was that artist. He was like, I'm going to draw this my way. I'm going to ink this my shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to draw it because I want to be on these type of projects. I'm, I want to be this type of profile of an artist. So he's like, I'm going to draw this type of level of detail. I'm going to draw with this type of sensibility. And I'm gonna get that. Okay. I'm not gonna take what's given to me and just, you know, let me sit in the corner and take what's given to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he drew that and was like, yeah, I'm about to, I, I'm, I'm drawing that. I wanna draw like a Batman or, or, or Deadpool, uh, a Death Blow, uh, some of these hardcore characters, uh, black and white, realistic, gritty. I wanna draw this, draw, and he, and they gave him projects yeah. to reflect that. And every time he did it, he got to fucking show his ass and like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, he like, like, Wow, like he did a Joker um, a special uh, hardback, you know, like, like with Brian Azzarello. And it was like Joker gets out of prison. And it's all from Joker's standpoint. What he got to deal with, get, quit building his empire back on the streets. Yeah, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah. he goes, to, you know, check out with Harley. Yeah, gets the game together and everything. And it's from the from those, the moment and perspective of Joker um, having intimate, like you know, by him, him and Harley, door closed. They're in the room. Yeah, they're doing some cocaine or they're tripping on whatever. Just pulled the eyes and did something shady. Yeah, you, and Joker's yeah. talking about Batman and yeah. Gotham. Like you can't take her from me. You know, she's my girl. You know, not talking about Harley. No, yeah, he's talking she's, about Gotham. He's talking about Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking about how Batman's trying to take Gotham from him. Yeah. And, and while, while he's, you know, cradled up in, in, in Harley's arms, kind of like, you know, like a, like a broken doll or like, you know, somebody who's like, you know, like, hey, come here, baby, let me get you. Yeah. And it's like, you never see the Joker in that light. And his art style was one where he was just like, you, he captured that, you know what I mean? And he had to be able to own his own creative influence to to own that project, to take it there, yeah. to get respect, to be able to go to the next one and be like, oh, I'm high profile, yeah. or I can do this. And now he's got those accolades in yeah. the industry. And I'm like, pick up on This like, it goes to the next thing I want to talk about was like the imagination factor of it. It's like, I, I like writing, you know, I wish I could draw because like I tried to, I just can't, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure I could learn, but I don't, I can copy characters, but I can't create my own, mm -hmm. but I have the imagination to create those characters. So it's like when I read a comic, 
Um, like I told you earlier, I like to do the voices when I'm reading it in my, uh, you read a comic either. I don't know anybody reads a comic out loud, but I, I read it inside my head. Yeah. But every time I read it, I add like a boom or a pow or like the, the, the special effects. effects. Voices, I do the yeah. effects and then I do the voices. So it's like, you know, Batman, like we were talking about, like Batman to me is just, my Batman doesn't change in my voice. It doesn't turn into like, where's the Joker? Like, like his, his Richard Nixon, Christopher Nolan Batman, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where's my sandwich? <laughs> yeah. And then you have the new iconic voice. That was like the greatest trilogy, or not the greatest Funny. trilogy, but like the funniest voices, because the third uh, Batman movie, Bane sounded like Sean Connery. So it was just like a fat asthmatic Batman talking to Sean Connery. Like, where's Bane? What are you doing? And Bane's like, Mr. Batman. Horrible. Gotham is mine. Yes. Like, I'm like, you what? were, what is it like? You were, you were, I was born in the darkness. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, what is he, the gentleman, the extraordinary gentleman? Exactly. The of them? Like, like, he just, dude, it, I mean, like, his Bane was England, cool. His Bane was cool, but he just sounded like. Bane's supposed to be from Cuba. He's supposed to have, yeah. like, an accent, like a Cuban accent like, or something. Well, like, something Spanish. He wears the mask because he's like Luchador. Luchador, well, Luchador yeah. you know? And they're like, no, he doesn't. See, I hate when Sean they do Connery. that when they when they like before the movies. We gotta change it up because the audience doesn't read comic yeah, books. Yeah. Well, then motherfuckers, give us some free comic books when they come see the damn movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, introduce them, make them understand, give, allow them the chance, the opportunity to Dude, understand. Even, even, Let them know. Yeah. A lot of them probably be like, "Oh, Batman and the comic book." Well, I've heard of him, but I, comic book, yeah, whatever. Let's see this movie. It's hot. Okay. And I'm like, I hate when they try to tie the comic books with the movie. They make the movies nothing like the comic book, but they expect everybody to just ride or die with it, yeah. to be down with it and shit. And if they fuck the comic book fans, but they always um, cater to the, uh, the, uh, the the new movie going audience, trying to, to loop them in, and, and, the, and, and younger, to, to come back to comic books, the but they don't try style, yeah. to point back to comic books at all. The only way they point back to comic books is saying, oh, it's Batman. And I'm like, but you don't make, or Superman. I'm like, but besides the S on his chest, you're changing shit. Yeah. You're changing things. You're changing my icon. You Like Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, dope. But you don't put the costume on it because you're like, ooh, we're running yellow spandex yeah. or this and that. I'm like, yes. So, some people are going to be like, who is that? He, like, why why is he dressed like he that? He changed. Right, because some it, people you, don't know. You explain to yeah. the motherfucker. But then you show this, how he is. This, this, probably, this probably is like a, like a pretty cool like avenue for like you guys, like the comic guys. Is like if you made a superhero movie, you could just make a new, fresh story to like kind of coincide with the movie. Like an origins real quick. Like mm -hmm. if you saw a Batman movie and like, like I could give you for free like an old Batman origin story and be like issue one, right. or like how with a uh, Bane, you could just you could have simply given the person going to the movie a free issue of when Bane first came out. Right. But wouldn't it be a little bit cooler if like you got somebody new to do it or whatever and just do like a real quick like recap of what his origins is or whatever and how it pertains to the movie kind of more? You talking about oh uh, that, because see, like, like, like how you saying like give a free thing, comic book to somebody? No doubt. But see the thing is this: when you're doing a movie, you're doing a comic book. And you try to do licensing, the franchise, and you try to do promotions, the marketing, and all that, all the shabizzle with doing that. And you get the clever ideas, like, we got this movie coming out, and we're going to, like, try this, tie this to that, and yeah. hopefully people get it. Which well, it's a quick origins, like, how, they, like they, I said, like, with Bane, people didn't see, know how Bane when they was. Do, when they do a movie, adapt, movie adaptations, yeah. comic books, they always fall short. They always fall short. They, they, never, they never treat them, in my opinion, they don't treat them like... Like, like, like it's a special like moment. A, yeah, yeah. It's like, motherfucker, this is a movie, comic book. It's like you get to see the big screen. And I think the thing is, they like they try to give that comic book feel or rash or rationality to uh, this movie character and movie adaptation to it, and they draw the comic book. What does the character yeah. have to look like? The comic book 
uh, it has to look like the character from the movies. It has to look like the actor. It has to look like it, it's that type of thing. And then, and, then, and then the story has to reflect the movie, kind of, but not really. Yeah. They want you want you gotta, but the, but you gotta adapt saying, and tell. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just it's a cheesy experience. You're gonna make a comic book movie that like people are just either gonna love or hate. No, Imagine if they did it like this, where they're like, all right, we're gonna. I have a movie okay, coming they, out. They and we want to put a comic yeah. book with it, and they're like, yeah, here's a comic book that tells the. Um, after the movie, not, or the, not, ep- not, the epilogue not the or the prologue, the before, the before. whatever. Like I said, I'm not bad. I'm not mad. It depends on if they do it right and they work really well with each other. Yeah. You can do the situation where the movie tells this type of story, and at the end, and he wraps it up A, B, and C. Yeah. But then you want more, you pick up the book and get get a couple of issues or every now and then, and, well, and it just lets you know. But, but this this is what like, like, how you, like well, your idea was was that you pay for a movie ticket and you get a free copy of that. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, I'm, no, that, I'm, expand, no, I'm that, expanding no, on no, that. No, 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 where, that's where fine. You, yeah, that's where, like, cool. you give them a free I'm copy. Talking about, I'm talking about just don't hand me a free copy of a comic book because it goes along with the movie. That's my beef. Yeah, I don't want yeah, some free yeah, dump. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no free trash. But if, I want you to bring, if you're going to do the book, put quality on it. Put but art if, if on it that's dope. Put the writing yeah. on it that's dope. And if you have to match the movie, I understand. The, the but book. imagine, like, a Brian Michael Bendis or Mark Millar adapting... For, you know, comic book for a movie. Of course, they're gonna do with it what they're supposed to do. It's a job. Yeah. But imagine them, because they're creatives, and they're just like, all right, in this fence, it's, it's this yard, ha- yeah. I have to stay within these parameters. Well, it's always a prologue, that, and that, that's how you. But say even it, then, it, 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 even if, if like you, certain creatives paint the picture a certain, they have a, a I, certain I, signature. Well, well then that's why you don't hire those guys. You hire guys who you can hire run Tim and don't Burton do it for Tim Burton. Yeah. You don't hire you, him for like you know. Uh, you hire if if, uh, if, if you want if you Steven want somebody Spielberg to draw you like, like write you a story for that comic book for that movie, then you hire somebody who can't do that. All I'm saying is I want quality. I just want yes, quality. I just want to At the same, same, at the same time, you're, you're getting a free comic book because you paid for the movie. But see, that's the thing about it. You got to treat the comic book that's given out for free like this is a golden ticket. Uh, it should be created in a yeah. way where it's like this is your first comic book ever, and I want to give it to you. And if you actually read this, well, yeah. it, it should change your life. Could, could, well, it'll, it'll, it would not just it, it would be published by the person who made the movie. You know, so like if it's a DC movie, then DC would make it. It wouldn't be crap. I'm not saying it would just be a piece oh, it'd of be shit. crap. I've oh, seen crap. Oh, I've read crap. Okay, and, then, like, and that's a, that's my beef. Yeah, yeah. Just because you tie it with a movie. Doesn't mean it's gonna be dope. Yeah. Now, if you put quality art and um, you put a quality but art this... team behind it, writing team behind, it, a staff behind yeah. it, then it can be it, it can be dope. But then this... it can be it can be it can be changing to yeah. the game, and it can actually do what they're comp- what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to do these movies because that's the ceiling right now in creating comic books. So it's like if you got the ceiling right there, and there's nothing really now being done above it. We've done video games. Now it's about that that movie. Yeah. You're trying to be like, well, we need to feed the comic back industry. They, Marvel and DC don't really. Make the money off the physical comic books. Yeah, they're bought out by Disney and Warner Brothers, and they have money now. So those companies keep those companies around, uh, those those characters around because that's licensing, that's money. Yeah, it's all money. If they can, if they own the rights, they can put out an X Men. They can put out, they can put out a, a Spider Man. They can put out the Fantastic Four. Yeah. They can put out a Superman. But what I'm saying about those comics is that the fact that the free comics would be for people who don't read those stories. And I know and, that. And, and, I, and I get I just, it. I know, and I, and, feel and you. I get it. I, I get you. it that we would be pissed because like, oh, this is bullshit because we're into comics, but they're not for us. This would be for the person who doesn't know what Batman history is, who doesn't know that Bane was supposed True. to be. So what's wrong with telling it? All right, what's wrong with putting a 
quality, uh, a, a really quality writer and a really quality yeah. artist on it. Not not just the get her done artist well, and not the get her done it, writer. It, it kind of goes to like what you said. Like if you get like Mark Millar or somebody else, they're gonna want to expand it. You can't. True. You, you, and that's nothing. Don't don't and, don't don't stop them. Just give them their. I put like this. If you give, if you tell any creative, and, and they're professional. Yeah. This is your front yard and this is your backyard. Yeah. Stay within this fence. Yeah. And you can play in the backyard all you want. You can get wild in the backyard. Front yard, I got neighbors. Yeah. Be respectful. Yeah. Keep your voice down. You can play with the ball in the backyard. You come in the front, you, you, you be cool too. Yeah. But don't be making all that noise. You know what I mean? And, and that's what it is. You like, here's your parameter. Now don't jump the fence. Now you can get any of these professional writers who are known to be quality, or yeah. professional artists of quality, and be like, "Look, here's your yard, back, front. Don't jump like, the give, fence. Give me a complete 24-page story." Here you go. I need, I need. Like, here's, I need. Here's here's the movie. Yeah. You probably get to watch it beforehand because you got to write the script. Yeah. You, gotta, you get a, a, a director's cut. Man, that's or, not a bad thing. You do, but it's like we need you to tell this. But like, and, and I think a lot of companies are probably like, "Well, I don't want to pay Mark Millar." Uh, to 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 hog tie him down yeah. in this yard and, and and do this adaptation because it's like I can get I can get a cheaper dude who can look at this movie well, and, yeah. and write it up too and it's like and it's like, and it's like and for my I'm like you can you can but is that your mission to save money yes you probably are the editor you yeah. need to save it's a yeah. business yeah. above all business but then I'm like I look at it as a creative like as, as a fan but, but that, that's what you mean of, of quality but you're not. I'm an art snob. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to see it, but this is the thing too, is like, if you get a free comic book at a movie theater or something, and it's it's like, even if it's quality or not, most people are just going to throw it away in the trash. Or, or they're going to forget it at the, well, the or they're like going to forget it there, like True, that's, leave, why they, that's why they don't spend on the qualities, the money on yeah, a comic book. That's why it makes more sense for, to for, for, And a lot of times for mine, it's crap quality that they may put on it, and then it's like nobody cares about crap, crap quality. Yeah. Or if it's if it's free, you really don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then it's like who gives a fuck about this shit? And then it's like it's easy, you spoke. Like throw the shit away. Who gives a fuck? And, and then they're like, well, this what well, we tried to promote. It didn't work. Yeah. You know why it didn't work? Because you, you cut a corner, save some money, and they get quality on it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that um, those second tier B artists or whatever. You know, like I said, as an artist working at a company that looked at me like at the cleanup man. Yeah. You know, I could have been yeah. somebody. I could have been somebody who was like, you, "Yo, JJ, yeah, this yeah. movie adaptation, like you're 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 just below being important enough." Yeah. Where we're like, "Yeah, we'll put you on this book because you can get them done with a quality, but you're still a you know you just graduated from being an intern." So we're like, "Yeah, guess what, JJ? You know, you get to write for Superman, like really the movie, the movie." And it's like, but you got but you got to fucking make him look like the actor. And here's his costume, and this is a script where like you know Superman who fights blah blah blah. I'm like, this is a wax script. I'm like. It's a it's, it's a job, yeah. and, I, and it, but you think as a creator, like wow, I'm about to do um, a movie adaptation comic book. I'm about to I'm about to do the comic book for this movie. Yeah, there will be somebody in this movie seeing it. Yeah, there will be somebody of note who's probably picked up this free comic book. Yeah, anybody who's seen this movie or the fan of this movie probably came across this comic book. I'm like, that's a guarantee, like audience that you know that wouldn't pick up uh, your book if you weren't working on that movie. Yeah. So it's a different opportunity as a creative. All I'm saying as a creative who's trying to keep his quality and his name up there at a certain level, I, I look at projects like that. I'd be like, I I've seen it happen over time. Yeah. Like, I know what that is. Like, you JJ. Well, if they be like, yo, JJ, you want to draw the Spider-Man comic book adaptation for the movie? Only reason why I said yes is because I know that's money. Yeah. 
course. It's got like Marvel money, uh, backed by Sony or whatever. It's and uh, yeah. Spider Man, and I know it's for a new movie. There's an audience I would check for. And that's now, the, is it going? Is, is it like I know that's going to be dope? Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know, it's just not what it do. You, you could write the greatest superhero story you ever intended to, but if it's the prequel to like, like if it's whack, like, it's whack. Like, yeah, it's like the dude who did Fantastic Four said he wrote a movie or treatment for it that was dope. Yeah, he did a little darker than 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 I guess what people used to. And then to, what actually but it was came amazing. out was a piece but when of it crap. came out was was poop because the, uh, people like cut scenes, whittled it down, fucked with his vision, and had to get her done because I mean, because of the whole licensing thing that yeah. Marvel does with Sony about that shit. So they're like, you know, like like with that with that guy is Fantastic Four though. My problem was like his doom just looked like Momrar from Thundercats. It was horrible. Like, I feel like this executive decisions to be like as many talented people as hardcore people are working on these movies and things that are talented like that. They're just like we got to remake or do uh, well, it was Fan- the- Fantastic Four. Yeah. So if you want to be like Doom, you got so much material to pick from, and he's a character who's iconic. Who's they try when they pull on his his costume and try to change it, they go back to yeah. the original because it's just like he's such an iconic Doom. Like his character, his the mask, color, the color his, that he's always the color, that he's already wearing, the tunic that he wears, like, yeah. the hoodie, the mask design is so iconic. Like it's like it's like, like I said, it's messing with uh, the American flag. It's like you messing with the icon. It's, so when they don't yeah. do that in the movie because they're thinking like it's too comic booky, or they're like we have to change it because we're um, we're movies, we're, we're we know better, we're bigger than that. That's a pure sign of somebody's ego getting in the way of what's oh, really yeah, going yeah. down, and they and they're in the limited creative it's power just, that they have it goes to back bring to, it. It goes back to imagination. Bring it limited imagination yeah. that they bring it to the table when you can't take years, generations of source book material that's that's that hasn't been changed that much, and yeah. because it doesn't need to change. You can't even fucking. Yeah. And you can't bring that to the next level and help elevate it and do it, but you want to get in there and change it because you've been told to, or you're limited on your on your imagination. It's horrible. It's I'm, horrible. I'm, like, I'm Doom, sure... Doom hasn't been represented right in any of the Fantastic Four movies yet. And no. that pisses me off because he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. Upsetting. So upsetting. I will say people... Fa- beef... Fa- Mr. Fantastic and Doom are just like the two iconic guys who you want not to get Not represented right. all right, though. They're, they're not. Like you said, like, if they do the next Fantastic... If they just gave Fantastic Four back to Marvel, it would represent Just like them doing Spider-Man back to Marvel. They co-opening them. Yeah, they're doing like a co-ownership it's just like It's just like, give... Give... The, the, it's the, the right the, the to stuff do. to the right creatives. Yeah. So, like, as a, as a creator, being creative, I understand there are certain houses that a house creates creatives yeah. that represent and be more creative. So, like, Marvel, the house of ideas is AKA Marvel. That's what they the old school term of it is, like the house of ideas. So, there's, there's Marvel and then there's Marvel Studios, right? Uh, Marvel and Marvel, yeah, Marvel Studios is what they do in, in Hollywood. Yeah, that's, that's the, the that's movie. That's the movie. Marvel is, that's, is fucking comics. Marvel Comics yeah. is the comics. That, but it's like I the movies draws it. its resources from the comics. Oh, yeah, of course. And since it's all owned by Disney, they're backing them. But when Marvel was broke, they sold off the rights to, like, all their hot yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's how uh, X-Men, Fox got Spider-Man, X-Men, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Four. Fantastic Four, Daredevil, uh, Electra, Punisher. Uh, Punisher, yeah, Punisher. All of those Daredevil, got sold off. And then the dealie was like, Blade. Blade. Blade was, but see, Blade, Blade was a great movie. Blade, the tr- all, all the movies from Blade was dope. None no, of them no, were no, weak. no, no. The Trinity was just the last one. Yeah, the last one was like, Ugh, I don't like it. With Ryan Reynolds and Triple H, like, that was dope. Ryan no, Reynolds I, and it was dope. No, Triple no, H, I'll no, like this. No. Blade one if and you, two if were you perfection. Were, if, well, if you if you were like trying to hope them up to the last ones, yeah, and then that's one thing. And I understand that. Get another director. But if you if you took if you took the first ones out the picture and just ran with the third one, that was dope. Solid vampire movie. Oh yeah, Dracula. It's always an adaptation. 
to a Marvel character, it was it was it was a real adaptation. But the because first, it was Blade, yeah, with the fucking with the glasses, with the haircut, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the leather Wesley jacket. It was a and it's like Wesley Snipes was one of the producers on that. Yeah. It went to them was like, y'all want to do this shit? But yeah, he made money. So it wasn't like it was like it wasn't like they sold the rights. It, it was like it was I you could want do to that. do this. Yeah. I want to do this yeah. and make this happen. Everybody forgets about Blade. It was like. It was such one, a great one, vampire one of, movie. Uh, they forget it was a black vampire. Maybe one of the Lee? original like uh, black vampire. Movie well, not like original. Like, it was like, an old school, old school. Early. No, like, like when it came out, like the like the movie that was Marvel's book. like Marvel's first in the movies. Like it was like Marvel's almost first attempt, but it wasn't really Marvel because it was owned by like what Blade? Was, yeah, it wasn't like Blade was Marvel. No, I know, but the movie. Yeah, the movie Marvel didn't do the movie. Was it like Universal or Paramount? It or probably what? was like I don't know if it so was it like was, yeah, like that. But it was definitely like. It was probably one of those situations where they're just like, you know what? Um, comic book movies are always a gamble. Back in the day, yeah. it was a gamble. And Wesley Snipes it's, being like, yo, I want to fucking do this movie, it's, it's right, of, this of character right here because of his recognition, yeah. star power. And they know what it did. Like, you know what? It's a vampire movie. It's not that. It's a comic book it's a comic vampire yeah, movie. Comic it comes from a comic book, yeah. but they treated it like a real vampire movie. And that's what the difference was. They were like, Blade is a vampire, a black vampire killing the, it the like thing, that. The thing that they did so well was that you they didn't make it all you, comic you didn't you didn't know that it was a comic book you thought blade was just wesley Snipes created this and like fuck yeah wesley Snipes is the shit right right and you thought that was wesley but Snipes that's how baby. you do a comic but, book movie and, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a good way to do it that's how you're supposed to that that was that's, that's a great way to do it that's how you're supposed to do it because him bringing that to the screen like i said you, you just lose yourself in a great Vampire trilogy, yeah. right? I own them all together. Yeah. Great vampire trilogy. You know, it's not like oh, uh, it's a comic book. He's doing some crazy comic booky shit, or these are characters that you know these are from the comic book. Yeah. It was just like if you're gonna change it, if you're gonna do your thing, it just works best if you take what's from the book and do your thing like the book. It's like say Wesley was like, oh, <laughs> this is me. I'm black vampire. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm ill in it. I'm a fucking. I got the shades and black yeah, leather. Yeah. I kill vampire. I can walk in the daytime. I'm badass. Yeah, and Wes, it's like Wesley was like he just played it. And it was yeah. like damn, yeah, Wesley. Yeah. It wasn't like 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 um. It wasn't cheesy really, and it wasn't, it wasn't it, cheesy it, at all. It wasn't. It was a fucking. It was a dope awesome vampire movie. movie. It was. Right. It was a great vampire movie, like you said. It's it's fucking great, and the fact that it's a superhero movie and it's a Marvel done well. It's like wow. done well, and it's like, like I said, and it's like it wasn't like they said. Well, the rules are you have to have black leather. He already had that shit, no yeah, doubt. All yeah. oh, these glasses, we got to give him some some tacked out looking, crazy looking glasses. Like nigga, put these Oakleys on. Come yeah, on, yeah, business. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cut his hair, give him that. Like, what is that? A uh, demolition man haircut? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, the black person seeing that, that hard that, that cut with, I was like damn son your West, barber your barber your barber teeters on fucking your hairline up <laughs> like, that hairline's kind of hot those extra parts is demolition man watch out you know what I mean yeah, it's, it's um, if you guys haven't seen Blade and been living under a rock, you know, you need to up you, your, you you, you, your cinematics. Yeah, you need to go watch that because it's, it's, it's almost the same as like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Guardians, people now it's the fucking hit, but you didn't know it was like a B team. It was well, like, it's Marvel's way of taking their like B heroes. Yeah, or, or you know, which which all, for my all of Marvel characters are A. But like I understand in the, in the tier of thing, yeah, they're the, B characters. Yeah. You know, you got like they can gamble. They're like, you know what? You you don't know the the ability, the love that these characters represent, what these characters mean to people. You don't know because you don't know the nuances of the Marvel universe. Yeah. So we're gonna do a story reflecting it. Like Iron Man was a B character when they when they did the movie with. Oh him. yeah, yeah. They were like, we done sold off all our mega hits. Like X Men for Marvel was ridiculous. It's, it's they sold that off yeah. because Fox was like, yo, we want to fucking you know. 
do we are we own the cinematic rights yeah. to do something with this let's do something with this and if we don't do something with it in four years we lose the rights that's what happens with that or something you know what i mean the seven or four i think four couple yeah every couple years four. if you don't do so it, it's like yeah. if you don't get it the rights revert back to marvel so that's why you get those weak fantastic four yeah, movies because sony isn't like we hate marvel we got or the fox or sony we we got issues with with marvel and we, and we, need, and and we don't want to give back this stuff because we want to own it we bought them we bought these at a week time for them, they're, they're and like, now we're gonna hold it over them. It's, it, it, hold it over them yeah. and cheat the fans. Yeah. So it's like since we're cheating the fans, and we're as long as we we get to keep the ball, they get to say fuck. We get to go home with the ball. They fuck get y'all. to say fuck you to Marvel every time a Fantastic Four movie comes they out. They do, which because, says fuck you to the fans. Because, but then at the same time, it's like kind of dumb because that that studio is losing money. But it's like you know, like, are you really just gonna tank a fucking? You see it happen every just, time it comes out. Yeah, and all they keep doing is taking and raping the the Fantastic Four lore to the point that they, the Marvel's like, you know what, we gotta at the creative house. Yeah, yeah. We, what we gonna do creatively with this situation? Because comics have never had this before. It's never happened before in it's comics a like whole this. Beast it's a whole new beast of yeah, shit to deal with. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, now we done sold it. We've been dying to get our shit in the movies. Now we're fighting movie houses for our shit back. Well, that's why. So, like, what do we do? We, what did Marvel like? We're gonna take the Fantastic Four out of the comics. We're well, gonna, now, we're gonna yeah. split the team up, yeah, dead the book, and like, like put them, spread them in the multiverse, and they're doing their own thing. But we're not doing any Fantastic Four books. You don't see Reed. You don't yeah. see Invisible Women. You know, woman. We, none of that. Done. And then it's like it leaves uh, with the Fox to keep on doing. No, Sony. Yeah, yeah. The Fox is Fox, Fox. Fox. Sony owns Spider Man. That's right. It leaves Fox to be like Fox is Fantastic Four, X Men. Uh, I think Daredevil as well. Or no, I don't think they own Daredevil anymore. I don't I think they own Daredevil anymore because like, Marvel does Daredevil in the TV, and it's like they did it. Now I want to say I watched a YouTube channel today that was talking about Daredevil not being a bad movie uh, if it wasn't for the way they edited it. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah, all yeah, yeah. the. So I want to say they put out a director's cut. There's which makes it more yeah, of a cohesive yeah. story. There's there's a weird thing where I've, I've been hearing where like people are like actually Daredevil is actually a good movie right. if, if you watch it in a certain way, and I was like right. I was like really right. Like, I just. It's just Ben Affleck is like, oh, I get it. But it's, it's the same. I, I feel the same when I see him as Batman. I'm like, ugh. And it's, I probably would have felt differently if Daredevil was a good movie mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck as yeah. Matt Murdock. Yeah. And I would have been like, cool, him as Batman. Yeah. I'm yeah. behind that. But, yeah. but it's kind of like, no. But then that's the same with Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, oh, he sucked ass at that version of Deadpool. Did he? But his version Deadpool. of Deadpool. You like Deadpool? Like, I, no, in the X-Men Origins version. Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's... Like, yeah, I, like, I, know, I, know, like I always say, there's corporate decisions yeah, that affect things that we love. That's what I'm, that that's what I'm saying. That, fuck, like, that affect the creative... That a uh, fuck. It's like if, if <laughs> the creative fuck, process... Right? Oh, fuck it. You know, <laughs> affect it, a oh, fuck it. They'll uh, fuck it. Yeah. You know, the creative process. Like I said, Ryan Reynolds' character getting his mouth stitched up, we he, he, he didn't want that. Nobody no, wanted yeah, that. Yeah, nobody wanted but those decisions. But that's a corporate that's decision because they didn't own the rights to Deadpool as a character. They own the rights to uh, Wade Wilson. Yeah, and his backstory, and which, his is, backstory. which is you give him all these powers right, right. and all That's this. That's why he was... But, like, uh, but like Ryan Reynolds was, like, lucky enough to be able to have a second, like, a, rede- a redemption. Do you with, know how hard he fought for that? I know, I know. Years I know. But, them, but, the, but the fact, uh, But the fact that he was able to complete Deadpool with himself and not get some other actor or, yeah. get, or his get his shit, like, the project taken the away from him. The fact that he was able to complete any, the thought. The, the, yeah, the fact that it was complete. Then I was like, okay, that Deadpool movie was amazing. Okay, and then uh, with uh, Ben Affleck, I was like, ah, I don't get it, you know? Fucking police all the time. Uh, uh, let it be. No, no, they... <laughs> <Duck>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we better run. But go ahead. But um, yeah, it's... It's, ben Affleck it's, it's like, like if like if Ben Affleck if Daredevil were turned out differently, then I would have probably been more of an Affleck fan. Like I love 
Ben Affleck. He's a good actor, but I don't like his superhero stuff. Oh, you know what? Like I say, it's not. You can't blame Ben for that. He, 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 no, he delivers his line. Put up, put up different lines. Put up, puts on the outfit. If he does the knowledge and researches the character, what more can you ask for? If he gets in shape, for what more can you ask for him? And like I said, a better script that ain't his fault like that. Yeah, yeah better direction that ain't his fault like that. You know what I mean? So did he do his thing? He did his thing. Yeah. But it's like it was the movie, the story, and whatnot, so forth. Whether it was hot, it's it's like I said, Tobey Maguire dressed as Spider Man. Dancing down the street because he got infected by the venom sauce. It's probably not his decision. The I'm sure he, sauce. you know, it wasn't like he was like, nah, you Sam, know what Spider Man needs Sam right Rainey now? Was probably like, oh, the we need more cowbell. Yeah. We need you right here dancing down the street, you know, acting like a hottie, you yeah. know, dancing with chicks and you know, acting outside yourself and just we're gonna just totally flip the character. I'm like, that's a that's a dumb corporate decision. You know why Hulk, um, the, the <laughs> Ang Lee's Hulk wasn't that popular? Because they, they let, and Ang was like, I get the chance to do Incredible Hulk. I'm a creative. I'm pure. I get to get on Incredible Hulk. Got the script right here. I get to go ahead. And it's like, that was one of those situations was like, yo, we license out Incredible Hulk. Yeah. They get to put it on the screen. Well, how y'all gonna handle that, Marvel? Or like, whoever they um, sent it out to. And um, he was like directing. He, he, he actually played the Hulk in the movie. He yeah. dressed up in mocap suit. And like it was like acting like the Hulk in the scenes and everything, and he was doing it. It was dope, and it's like you know, and like that aspect of it was amazing. His, his what he did was, like you got to give him rain, but but no one to say what's up. Yeah, is that he had um, the gamma irradiated dogs up in there. Yeah, his poodles. His and shit. poodle like, I, was I, I up in there, and then like and like watching it, you'd be like, okay, I see what you're doing. But his way of being like, oh, I'm funny. Look at, look yeah, at this yeah, joke. Yeah, the gamma ray. It, it wasn't look funny. At you, look at you, Poodle. I love you. That's my dog. It's like, dude, you took me out the movie with yeah. your joke, and it wasn't even funny. Yeah. And it's like you have to be. Have, it's like you. You can't really. You shouldn't block a person's creativity and their sauce and their flow. Yeah. But you have to know when to rein them in. You got to be like, well, this is the parameters. Yeah. So with this, with that era of him putting out that movie, it was still. It was still the Wild Wild West with. Um, Superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, everybody's like, you have to have this type of. The, the, the formula wasn't. That Hollywood was applying. That, yeah. yeah, rules that Hollywood was applying to these movies that, that like, oh, no, no color, no spandex, no this and that. No. And I'm like, you taking away the spandex and the bright colors from superheroes that have always. That's that's, that's part of their icon. But they don't have no. I don't, you, this Punisher movie can't have his skull on his chest. Because it's a comic book, you got to take it there. Like, Aang also did the thing where he's like, I'm going to be creative and make the panels. Uh, like yeah, when, he, when he the movie trip with, with transitional was scenes, cool. yeah. it was a sliding panels like comic book style. Yeah. And, when, and if you're watching it, you're like, you're taking me out of this film. I know I'm watching a comic book movie. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to overemphasize it. It's like Blade didn't do any of that shit. Well, they didn't have to. You didn't have to. You don't have to. It's a movie. They didn't treat it as a comic. They it's treat, a rage they movie. They treated it as a movie. It had its movie. format and it was a vampire movie from A to B and it had its points and its villain. And it went that it, way, it was, and that's it why was it was worked. It, 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 it didn't simplicity. try to be anything that it wasn't. It, 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 it did what it did, did. Not need and that be. all goes back to like motivation and fucking like inspiration, and you know, and how imagination. It's Hollywood has just lost a lot of that, and it's, and it's just happening. Yeah. So it's just um, what do you guys think about it? You know, let us know. What do you guys think about the state well, of movies of all that stuff? You know, I will say this: if you're a creative, you be like the creator. Yeah. You create. And that was something I played to. Some of the best advice I've ever been given was by Dave Johnson. He's an artist in the industry. Um, big up, Dave. You the man. He was one of the, he was like the lead designer on Ben 10. Yeah. You know, amazing. But he was like, dude, be an artist. Because I was, I was young in my career. I was just going freelancing, you know, and everything like that. And he was like, I saw my comic company. He was like, yo, Jay, 
do you. Yeah, be yeah. an artist. If you can write, write. If you can pencil, pencil. If you can ink, color, you, you do that do stuff. All, you, be, you be a creative. Don't let anybody tell you that yeah. you can't. Because he was always one of those artists. He is one of those artists that's like, I do what I do. Yeah. I know what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. So, you know, back up, son. I know I get ill. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I tell everybody I mean, if you're creative, you be creative. You do your thing. Know if you hot or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be whack. Because yeah. like you, my motto also is, I, have, I reserve the right to refuse whackness. Yeah. So you come at me with some bunk <laughs> stuff, you will get pushed to the side. Right. I will tell you, you need to work on that and then push it aside, you know, or you yeah. know, or tell you what you need to work on and then push it aside. But it's like, refuse whackness, be creative, handle your business. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't, you know, that you, they can tell you if they think it's hot or not. They can yeah. tell you their opinion, but you can tell your opinion. And at the end of the day, as long as you continue to produce what you need to produce to be uh, a creative, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, you come to Comic Con, you're going to get this energy. You're going to get this work. I'll tell everybody, you got a chair behind the table waiting on you yeah. if you do the knowledge you yeah you, get, you get better then you're gonna eventually come you know you're gonna be able to do that well guys um this is it the end of it uh this is i'm comics podcast episode 18 um you guys can find us on facebook instagram twitter listen to us on google play music itunes and soundcloud i've been josh casper and this is that was all mumble jumbo aka grumpy wizard jj kirby how about you people <laughs> all right guys read on